0: What's kicking, my little banjo babies? Today, I'm joined by Zach from Building a Banjo Company, and we talk about his journey of building a banjo. So, grab your banjos, grab whatever instrument, snuggle it up, come listen. Oh, yeah, yeah, before this you... Is... Here we go. <clears throat> cool, Sorry. yeah.
1: Well, how's this work, man? This is, a uh... My first time ever doing something uh, like
0: this. Well, I don't know. I just Oh, I would uh God I look really pale with the light. Uh you do. I, it's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is god awful. I'm gonna turn the light up real quick, but uh I'll be, just one second. Oh gosh.
1: <laughs> I kind of prefer it. Usually I am the most pasty boy in the room.
0: Oh now you can barely see me. Now I look no. like a flaming head <laughs> <laughs> This is worse. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> okay pale it
1: is do you uh do you post the zoom on youtube or anything or is it just audio
0: uh it's i post just the audio but i do post uh you know clips and highlights and things just like the tiktok and instagram and stuff like that
1: very cool but,
0: but I, I, have, think I am thinking about sorry i'm thinking i was thinking about posting stuff to youtube like the full thing because i know people like to watch it so
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. I, um, I think you're really good at it, man. I've, I've only listened to the one episode, but I, and, and I say this, honestly, sometimes I'll give up on a podcast pretty quickly, but the one you did, um, the one that I listened to, what's his name? The blind, the blind woodsman. Yeah. John and Annie, John and Annie. Oh my gosh. That was captivating. You, um, you crushed it.
0: They're amazing. They're I, uh, I'm They're Yeah. They're They're wonderful people.
1: And it's beautiful when things just come together like that. You ran into Annie at the grocery store,
0: was it? Yeah, she's, yeah. And it's, she's uh, really like super close friends with some of my close friends. And it's just that not knowing that connect there. was just like, I don't know, serendipitous. Yeah, very cool. Um,
1: Are they, are they in the Portland or Vancouver area? They're
0: in the Vancouver area.
1: Cool. Yeah. I had actually been following him for maybe like, three days and then you reached out to me. So it's like, Oh, let me find a podcast of his to listen to. I was like, no way. Like <laughs> what are the odds of that? That's perfect. Yeah, it is. Um, but yeah, <laughs> what can I say? I, um, I was thinking about this before, be, before we got on all day, it's been like getting to me. I, I rarely ever in my life have an opportunity to just talk about myself so this this is a a a very unnatural thing i'm usually in the driver's seat of asking people like even when i've done job interviews in the past my technique is to steer it back to them because i feel like people like to talk about themselves yeah so so I, i hope this goes well
0: oh i'm sure it will this is i i hate talking about myself too so it's it'll i think it'll be it'll be perfect yeah
1: wonderful
0: I'll just I'm just gonna say hey guys yeah if you don't know already you're listening to just Jeff obviously oh, this is going on this is happening
1: oh wow cool so
0: yeah so yeah today today it's me and and Zach Zach from banjo making a banjo a friendly banjo company what is it building a banjo company sorry it's okay Good B- brain fart but Zach from building a banjo company
1: yeah it's confusing because you also got the name of my actual company is Friendly Banjo friendly banjos, but I created a campaign called building a banjo company in order to launch my very weird style of making a banjo company or building a banjo company.
0: And it's, it's, I'm, I'm loving launching the journey.
1: Thank you. Yeah. And, uh, I feel like it needs some explanation. It's tough on TikTok in particular because everything's so short form. Yeah. When I first started doing this, I thought that I was going to be making more long long form YouTube series, I suppose, but getting traction on YouTube is a lot harder. Oh yeah. Way harder, way harder. So I've really just, and honestly, at first I was like talking to my brother a lot about this. He was, he's always been a big advocate for TikTok, my older brother. And I was so against it, man. I was just like, I don't want to learn that platform. I don't want to do my editing in there like that's not for me and then as soon as the algorithm picked up on like who i am and started to pull in like the idiosyncrasies of my life like somehow magically in front of me like oh i do care about this and that how did you know that yeah yeah then i was like okay this is an amazing tool for what i'm
0: trying to accomplish yeah i i'm i couldn't have said it. i was in the exact mindset you know i was always thinking like it's just that you know ding dong app for teenagers or whatever like it's just it's nothing like i'm not going to go like i'm not into that whole fad and then you download it and it's just like i can honestly say some of the people i've had on my podcast i never would have had the opportunity to talk to any of these people weren't for tiktok
1: Absolutely. and and, yeah. and
0: i'm so thankful that for the fact to have like i don't know a lot of these people that i've just met through here actually i would call them close friends
1: yeah it, it does a great job this podcast is sponsored by tiktok it doesn't a- <laughs> <laughs> it does an amazing job at helping you build a community. Yeah. And that was something I, I struggled with for a little bit about, you know, I, I wanted for a while, just like, oh, I want to get to 10,000, 20,000. Yeah, I still like feel that way. But I've been really thinking about it recently. You know, I'm I have, you know, 5,500 followers at the moment. And they're very strong. Like it's people, it feels like a discord channel sometimes. Like, yeah, you know, I have people that are just really invested in my journey and it's not just, you know, flipping through the channels, it seems. Uh, so it does a great job at like, yeah. Bucketing you into so like a, a, a really supportive community.
0: Yeah. It's better to pick up one or two people that are, that wanna, that are in that are invested in what you're doing rather than like a hundred people that are just there. Cause I don't know, like, I don't know, there's a video of, uh, of you doing a belly dance at a, I don't know, <laughs> something yeah, like that, you know, something, something like that. And they're like, I'm going to follow this. And it's like other people that are actually invested in your project and, and things you're working on.
1: So speaking of my project, I feel like, you know, there's, I was kind of getting at it before there's more than meets the eye to it, I suppose. Um, so thank you so much for giving me a platform to talk about it. Cause I really yeah. want to. Um, but yeah, I'll tell you about the impetus of how I started this project called Building a Banjo Company, um, which is a legitimate banjo company that I've registered as an LLC, Friendly Banjos. Um, And the, yeah, where do I begin? Let's talk about how this all came together. Uh, I had been working at a market research company for seven years uh, in sales, and I had the best year of my life there. Um, and this was after I, this was a, a year after the year before that I had taken six months off to hike the Pacific crest trail.
0: Okay. So wow. ar-
1: arguably that was like, you know, from my work's perspective, probably my worst year, because I only made half of the, you know, income, not income, half of my income, half of the value they want me to provide to the company. Yeah. And, you know, I did all right. And then this, the, the year per, uh, after ended up having the best year of my life and uh, come my review I ended up like getting a performance evaluation that was on par if not worse than the year before even though I had done like better than anyone in the U.S. in terms of like growth and everything and this has been like there was contempt on my like on my side building up for a long time about just you know not getting recognition that yeah. you know, I felt like I deserved. uh, getting lost in the bureaucracy, even though I'm a very communicative person, like, and I, I often fight for myself. And it was around that time that I just realized, you know, I'm not made for this particular, you know, corporate life anymore. I, I want to try investing in myself and betting on myself in something. Um, And when I made that decision, I started to kind of categorize, you know, what I'm, what I'm good at. And like sales is obviously at the front of that marketing. um, uh, And then I wanted to blend that with my passions. And the the thing that I just kept coming back to, you know, continuously was I was obsessed with the banjo. Uh, (laughs) During the pandemic, I picked one up. So I haven't been playing very long, but there's nothing in my life that, I've had so much consistency and enjoyment out of, I pick it up every day for hours and every day. Uh, So in that moment, I decided, you know, I'm going to do some research, look into like what it takes to build a banjo. Can I find an apprenticeship? Can I find online resources? Like what is out there that can teach me this trade? And like during this time, I'm still at my job while I'm doing this research, working remotely, Um, and the first thing I find out is because of the pandemic, the, like any banjo building course, which there are very few have been canceled. Um, then I start talking to banjo makers, um, and I start having long conversations with them and learn that like, it just doesn't make sense for them to take on apprenticeships. Like, uh, they are typically one to two man shops at most, typically one for the most part. Uh, and the, all had, you know, anywhere between six months to like six-year waiting list to get banjos from them. Um, so I started to kind of see, oh, there's a, you know, supply chain issue right there. Yeah. Uh, and and there's, then a de- start- there's clearly a demand. And there's a demand. And I look further out and I, I look at, you know, the the large players, there's Deering, Gold Tone, um, and then the third is Recording King, I look into like what it would take maybe to start working for one of them. And I realized they're all outsourcing from China, all three of them or like Singapore, et cetera. I was like, well, that's not my bag. Like, and I've worked for a big corporate company anyway. So, you know, where do I fit into this landscape if I want to be involved with banjos? Um, So that was research that, you know, happened over, I don't know, a period of like seven days. And that was only the beginning of it. I then started reaching out on like local Vermont social media forums. This one in particular called front porch, because I had, you know, tried to get in touch with every banjo builder, see if they take me on as an apprentice or or whatever, see if I could pay to learn from them. Didn't gain any traction. So I was like, okay, I'm going to make a public post on this Vermont specific Craigslist called front porch forum. uh, Just telling you know, people what I'm interested in doing, which is learning to build banjos um, any way I can. Just want to get my foot in the door at any any workshop to, yeah. to start learning woodworking skills. And immediately I get an email from this guy named Paul. Um, so I, I give him a call. <laughs> uh, I forget what he said exactly, but it was a weird interaction. And I, I end up going in the next day uh, to meet with him. And he's like, He's a 68-year-old guy. Uh, He'd been working at uh, his own shop called Stowe Restoration, uh, building and refurbishing furniture for 30 years. He's owned this place. And I asked him, like, okay, so, like, why'd you invite me in? Because we had talked through things that I wanted. Like, hey, could I come in after work? You know, use your tools, learn from you, blah, blah, blah. Or, like, take a few days a week. Like, kind of put out everything that I was thinking at that point. And he was like, no, like, I'm more interested in, you know, someone renting the workshop from me. Uh, And at at that point, I don't have any background in woodwork. Like, (laughs) I don't know, like, this doesn't make any sense. But me being a weirdly ambitious person, I walked away from it just being like, okay, let me think about that. I'll come back to you with some sort of proposal or a no thank you after the weekend. And as I'm driving back to my apartment, or my house at the time, I realized that if I had found a banjo building partner, you know, to work with, I could handle the marketing and the sales element of it, learn woodworking from them, and we could build a business together. So that was the initial conception of like the idea of like building a banjo company. So all within seven days, again, we're still in that time frame I had started researching the banjo market more. (laughs) I had decided I wanted an apprenticeship. Then I had figured out that wasn't a possibility. And then driving away from the workshop, I decided in that moment, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to quit my job. I am going to find someone to build banjos with me in this workshop. And in the meantime, I'm going to, you know, start working with this guy, Paul, filming the experience, using that as a, you know, catalyst to create, marketing material about what I'm doing, put it out there to the world and try to find a banjo builder to come work with me in Vermont, uh, hmm. to build banjos with me. Let me see. Did I miss anything? Yes. I went back. I don't to know. <laughs> I probably did. I haven't told, I haven't told this story in a long time. It feels like I'm talking about a past life. So I went back to Paul after I had made that decision, I gave myself a weekend to think about it. And then, yeah, we started building banjos to, or a banjo together. I quit my job. I like did the proper two weeks notice and everything didn't really tell people what I was doing at first because I hadn't figured it out entirely. And when we started making banjo, the the banjo together, I, you know, I had to create the schematics for how to build a banjo, which was another crazy task on its own because I don't have any background in woodworking. And somehow I found myself in a position talking to this banjo builder that my banjo instructor introduced me to who had started making them himself. And he gave me the entire instruction manual that he made for himself to build his pancho's. <laughs> so like every step of the way I kept being like, Oh, I'll figure it out. Like, and then like just keeping a positive mindset, magically these things just kept coming into my life. Like the workshop, the, you know, foundation of building an actual banjo, the banjo. I'm sorry. I'm getting lost in what I'm talking about, but yeah. Each step along the way. Yeah. It's it's all coming together. Yeah. It kept coming together uh, until it didn't. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. Where do I go? My story from there was like, I started working and filming with Paul for a, a solid month, and I was editing all the videos at the time. And at the very beginning, I skipped this. I put together like a slide deck presentation on like how I want to approach the market. And there's this mid-level player called Pisgah Banjos that you know are American-made banjos. They want to be, you know, in co- in competition with Deering and Goldtone and Recording King the top manufacturers in the country. And they're like the one growing band or one of very few growing banjo companies um, in that part of the market. And I was like, they would be a perfect partner for me to align with at some point. So I reached out to them when I was about a month into building, told them about this vision I had, which ultimately I skipped over this. Sorry. It's a very big idea. Oh
0: yeah. It's a big journey.
1: It's a big journey, a big idea, but like, I guess the biggest thing I wanted to do or want to do with what I'm, what I'm stepping into is grow the banjo market. That's, that's something that
0: uh, I I should have mentioned earlier. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I mean, I feel like that's just implied, you know, that's, you're to, you're, yeah, you're here to help the banjo make its great... Uh, I don't want to say comeback, because it was never gone. It just... Uh, uprising?
1: Yeah, well, it, it, multiple times in histories, it's made a comeback of sorts. Um, and there are some problematic things about those, a few of those. We'll skip past that.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I, I, I know. That I've watched some of your videos on those. So where was I? <laughs> so,
1: yeah, <laughs> I basically pitched to Pisgah Banjos um, this idea I had of creating this real faux banjo company called Friendly Banjos. We're going to make one banjo and hopefully get traction and interest in banjos through telling my narrative story and then leveraging that to partner with them. I was just like, you are the company that I want to be working with at the end of the day. And I actually got invited out to go Um, speak with Patrick see the facility and like you know talk through what that partnership might look like oh cool yeah and uh he's an amazing guy he's an industrialist like he is doing something that not many people in this space are even attempting to do like he's he's incredible with that said he's also like in the midst of expanding his workshop at the moment and when I went there I also recognized like where I'm at I haven't accomplished what I set out to accomplish, which is, you know, actually gain a large following of people that want banjos for me. Like that's a necessary component of what I'm trying to do before I successfully can partner with someone. And at the time that I was there, he's also expanding his shop. And I talked to him about like, you know, maybe we could make one banter together. And it's like, oh, there's just no time, you know, in his life for doing something like that. So we parted ways at that point. And I took a a month long road trip of the South, which I'm now producing this kind of mini series about that road trip. If you've seen any of those videos and those are on my TikTok at the moment. And then, yeah, about as a month long road trip. And then I went back to Vermont I felt pretty hopeless there for a little bit, but I started leaning into like making what I'm good at. I th- I hope I think is making engaging banjo related content in hopes that, you know, eventually I would hear from a banjo builder through the one 800 number that I purchased and made ads for, you know, as I kept pumping out, you know, more marketing about what I was doing. And that's when I heard from this guy, Brooks Mastin, the banjo builder in Portland, Oregon, who invited me out to come build my banjo with him, film the process uh, and continue my weird banjo company marketing strategy uh, that, that, that I started. Um So I, <laughs> I feel like I told that story terribly. Oh. No,
0: I love it. That was perfect. No, you told it. I mean, it, how, how would anybody know you if you told that story terribly? Cause it's your story. That's fair. Yeah. I don't know. I just, no, I, 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 I love that. I, yeah no, that was pretty that was great
1: uh oh, thank you so yeah, so
0: why banjos? I'm just curious like what how long have you is it like since childhood or
1: it's only been no well, weirdly, I had an old banjo in my house growing up in my basement um it's a old sears catalog banjo um and it was in two pieces my entire life uh until I started playing guitar when I was fourteen, excuse me. Uh so around that time I found it in the basement, I was like, you know what, I'm gonna try and piece this back together. And I got it in kind of workable shape, but unfortunately it's a righty banjo. So it betrayed me as soon as I got it together. I then realized, oh, it's a righty banjo on the lefty <laughs> player. I can't do anything on this because, <laughs> because if you try to move your hand past the fifth fret, like as a lefty, you just can't hit any of the strings because there's a tuning peg in the way. So that was my quick stint with banjo. Um, so it was this longing I had my entire life and then the pandemic hit and I find, I find myself working remotely and having a lot more space in my life to kind of, you know, find, find myself again. Um, and yeah, I decided, you know, for the longest time I've wanted to pick up a banjo and I just haven't done it because I, I don't know why. I think, I think it's partially because all banjos are very expensive, Yeah. Um, And being a lefty, it's hard to just run into like a Craigslist banjo, et cetera, et cetera. So I actually made the purchase and, you know, it became a meditative practice for me playing the banjo. Like like Hmm. I said, I I played guitar. I play ukulele, bass, et cetera. I'm not that great at any of them. Not great at the banjo either. Um, But yeah, there's something very special about the banjo that's hooked me. Um, So that's why the banjo...
0: I, I mean know, i i mean i i don't, I don't question it because i don't say why not the banjo i love the banjo i'm just curious if there's just like a. I just i just okay have you seen arrested development of course i just imagine uh you're like Shirley's throne just like oh just sitting there on the couch just just like playing the banjo while someone's talking to you just you know <laughs> that's
1: true i like, do do that
0: when she's in the log like- cabin
1: in Arrested Development?
0: Yeah, Arrested Development. It's She's a, a Mr. F. Oh,
1: I don't remember her having a banjo at all. She
0: she's a, There's a scene where it's a flashback when George Michael tells his dad that she's mentally chat, retarded, you know, mentally retarded <laughs> female. That's what Mr. F stands for. And so he was thinking back and he's like, oh, yeah. When he was talking to her, she had like her raccoon hat on and her legs were up in the air. And she was just ding, ding, like picking at the banjo. Oh, yeah.
1: Okay, now I remember what you're talking about. Did it turn out she was actually just an undercover spy?
0: No, she was. I... She was. She was mentally challenged. She was mentally challenged. Yeah, I don't mean to laugh at that.
1: Well, it's it's. I t- mean, it's
0: it's a, it's a TV show. It's it's context. That's what,
1: that's what they're going for. Yeah, yeah. On top of that, why the banjo? I also, you know, I, I really do feel like with the right. Uh, Here's another thing, you know, in me getting very interested in banjos, I started following every banjo maker uh, in the world on Instagram, (laughs) Facebook, YouTube, et cetera. Um, And my background's in creating marketing Um, and I, even as someone who loves banjos, was really, really bored with everything that every banjo maker was putting out there. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) It's just like I was looking at pictures of banjos, like banjo porn, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, people are focused on the tone of it and like how they look and like no one's doing anything that new and exciting. It's all just like, oh, I'm remaking this old century banjo, blah, blah, blah. And it's, it's
0: just missionary over and over and over again basically exactly
1: yeah <laughs> and i said let's do a zackie style baby yeah, <laughs> yeah so <laughs> i thought that maybe what i can bring is like someone that can bring some fun into the banjo because i thought that if you know if you're not interested in the banjo at this point you're not going to go down the rabbit hole of figuring out why you should be, which there are a multitude of reasons you should be. First off, it's easier to play than a guitar. Mm-hmm. Secondly, um, I think it's badass that it's an African-American instrument and people don't know that. Yeah. Um, and once you start learning the history and the roots of the banjo, it is a captivating story. It is the most interesting and probably important instrument in American history. Uh, what else, man? But yeah, there's there's just so much to the banjo that's very subsurface. Um, with the history, it seems like a lot of the current banjo makers just don't want to talk about it for some reason, or are afraid to bring it up.
0: It's easier to ignore it and not talk about it than exactly. and not cause any waves than to you know like than to take a side.
1: Exactly, keep the status quo.
0: Yeah, yeah, but and these th- things need to be talked about.
1: Exactly. And not that I'm the person to talk about that, but I would like to be, you know, a platform where I can promote people that are doing the work.
0: Yeah, uh, we're being we're both white males, we, we, we obviously, uh, you know, understand that we, we can acknowledge that and we, and, and we can try and use that to help, uh, I guess, lift up people who don't have the same voice that we have being that we are white males and we can acknowledge that. I feel I was- like
1: i i guess the way i look at it is i'm i'm a fucking idiot uh, so... <laughs> i know i am <laughs> <laughs> i don't want to talk about history because i know that like i i barely know how to read um but i can okay. point people to the to the resources like this is who you should listen to rihanna giddens talk to listen to her talk about the history of the banjo um et cetera. Et cetera. yeah That makes more sense. I I, I took
0: it to a weird level.
1: No, you're fine, man. I think there's truth to that as well. Um, But I I think there are people that can speak eloquently of all races about, you know, the history of the banjo.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like Um, you have.
1: Thank you. I appreciate that. But yeah, I, what was I saying? Yeah. I wanted to, I wanted to take the things that I love about the banjo, how easy it was to play you know people making music that isn't bluegrass no offense bluegrass um and bring bring them more to the spotlight people doing fun and interesting things with the banjo follow cajun banjo um on tiktok if you're hearing this that guy is awesome um yeah just showing showing people what you don't unearth until you get into the banjo like putting that out there to people that are never gonna find it like i thought that could be or i still think that could be the cat a catalyst to get a whole new wave a whole new generation of i don't want to call them banjo enthusiasts but in you know people interested yeah and considering playing the banjo
0: i mean well i i don't i sorry I just lost my train of thought
1: (laughs) it's okay i've been doing that that, this whole time
0: yeah but uh, yeah I, i i agree i mean (laughs) i don't know i completely i got so interested i was so like uh i don't know i guess now you know how i feel yeah there we go (laughs) so tell me about the friendly banjo this is the banjo you're making
1: yeah um i want it so what can i tell you about it there is some secrecy to it because i haven't launched it yet but i'll tell
0: you that i mean as much as you can say obviously
1: Of course. I'll tell you what I do in life, like how I approach it. Um, And I'll give you some, you know, uh, some of my background to to further explain this. When I get a gut feeling about something, I do it. Um, In terms of hiking from Mexico to Canada, that's 2,600 miles in 2019. I'd only ever slept outside two nights in a row before that. (laughs) <laughs> but one day, one day, I was at work,
0: <laughs> and wow. a, video,
1: a video on Reddit came up about someone that hiked the Continental Divide Trail, the CDT, and I was just like, I want to do that. And within a month, I had gotten a sabbatical in place, not a paid one. Uh, started looking up gear, and I, yeah, I, I had that all aligned for myself. So that's that's a little bit about who I am. I am stupid, and I am brave.
0: Uh, <laughs> that, I love it. That's that's. I mean, it's ambitious. You get you you have a thought and you follow through.
1: Yeah, and I, I trust myself is a big thing too, um, and I trust my gut is the thing. So with the friendly banjo, when I first started this, I didn't have any. You know, I didn't want to make anything different about the actual structure of the banjo. What I want to work towards is creating an opportunity to make a banjo that's less expensive than what's currently on the market, which if you are building it the way I'm currently building it, is really dumb. Like I could never sell what I'm trying to make right now for, for less than, I don't know, $1,000. Um, it will be very expensive considering the time and labor, et cetera, but that's not what I want to produce. So I, I talk about the friendly banjo I'm making right now is the prototype. And I hope that what I'm able to make on the marketing side launches either a limited supply of them through a larger, you know, banjo manufacturer or retailer. Um, So yeah, at at its core, I want it to be, you know, a base model, very simplistic uh, using, you know, but using good wood, good hardware, it's going to be rigid and strong. Like I want it to last. I don't want it to be cheap uh, in terms of quality, but cheaper in price. That's what I started off with just thinking about like what I want, uh, out of my banjo. And then in the design process. Oh, I'm about to tell you my secret sauce. I have to hold back. <laughs> 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 oh, here we go. In my design process, you know, I got to this point, um, as a lefty making a banjo off of righty schematics, And in general, having no background in woodworking, in design, yada, yada, yada. I got to this point of frustration where I asked myself a simple question that I'm not going to say out loud because it'll give away this banjo. Okay. Um, And when when I said it out loud, I had an idea so strong that I went outside to record myself say it on camera and I threw up. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god
1: and i have that on camera <laughs> that's quite
0: the epiphany
1: it was and at the same time i don't really like right now i'm making it i don't know if i really believe in it like i don't think it's this big revolutionary thing or anything but my gut literally told me like this is the banjo you should make Zach. um or maybe maybe i'm reading the signs wrong maybe it was saying this is garbage and that's why you're throwing up. Oh, But yeah, it could have been. No, probably not. (laughs) But yeah. So when I had the idea for this banjo, which is going to be different than, you know, any banjo currently available, I haven't seen one made like this before. It is open back. It's not like a typical, it's not like a resonator bluegrass banjo. Um, Yeah, I felt a very strong urge to make it happen. Um, And I thought on top of the, uh, on top of that, it's, it's another pull into my story, I suppose. To be completely upfront, uh, that I'm doing something unique with the instrument that I'm yeah. making.
0: How much is a normal banjo nor- run? Like I, I'm, I guess, like a standard. I, if you are to buy one, like right now,
1: it's like four hundred dollars on average. Okay. It's not yeah, it's not crazy expensive, but it's difficult for a beginner of any instrument um, to to hop into that price range. Uh, Yeah. yeah. But it's, it's, it's not crazy. Um, And then it's, it's, yeah, I think that that's it. I I definitely steer people towards like eBay and Craigslist. However, that's where you're going to find your best price for a banjo. And then you can also take that uh, to a local, you know, um, instrument fixer upper. There's probably a good technical term for that
0: and uh support Uh, their business yeah i mean i bet you could probably find some at pawn shops
1: hey yeah pawn shops too yeah for sure i don't know yeah
0: i my friend used to i guess not used to he probably still does i don't know i haven't he's a he's an enigma he he just exists whenever he feels like it and i don't know where he is in life but he plays the banjo he plays like harmonica guitar bass piano banjo he's Like this, and he's, yeah, all at the same time with his toes (laughs) and his butt cheeks and his mouth and his (laughs) hands.
1: Does he he play one of those little like accordions with his butt cheeks? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's exactly what he plays.
0: A little bit of duct tape and a squat and you got it. And just, you know, perfect. And then he puts the harmonica in there and gets the extra, it's just an extra instrument. So everyone that plays the
1: banjo is kind of an enigma. We're 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 a weird class of people, I will say. So I like I like him. Why why did you bring him up?
0: I don't know, just like when I whenever I think of banjos, he's the first person I think of just like uh, just cuz there's was years of just when he would be around and he would just be sitting in the living room playing the banjo and we'd just i'd just be hanging out with him just you know just smoking a bowl and just jamming out and he would just he because he would just not even think about it he's he's a he's i guess you can say he's an artist because he's very much the kind of guy who would like just i don't know pick up and go wherever he wanted and he would paint on like a, a giant piece of wood and that you'd look at that painting, you'd think like god this is worth like 20 grand and he just like i'm gonna throw it away in the trash I don't, i'm done with it you know like it's whatever there's so many paintings i have of his that he was just going to throw in the dumpster and i'm like i'm going to i'm taking these these are like these are absolutely amazing but he you know he would just sit there and jam out on his banjo and i just it was like i don't know it was just i i just does he do uh does he do social media he doesn't exist somewhere i don't i don't even i don't know how to get a hold of him i have his phone number i've contacted his mom and i'm like hey how's max doing and she's just like I'll tell him you say hi. Max is the guy I'm talking about.
1: No, I was saying that's what his mom says.
0: Who is Max? Oh, yeah. Who is Max? Exactly. Exactly.
1: (laughs) You forgot to mention the part of the story that he only comes around when you're on acid. That's (laughs) well, yeah. I mean, he's my acid friend. (laughs) No, he sounds great. Everyone needs a Max in their life. Yeah. Yeah. A big part of this experience for me, like I was thinking back over this whole story before we got, on this this podcast today because so much had changed And if you had talked to the zach when i first started this seven months ago i was so gung-ho so sure about what i was doing i could talk like a salesperson still and like convince you that this idea made perfect sense blah 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 because it did to me at this point though you know i'm kind of uh again still following my gut but they're there is like a sense of spirituality of sorts kind of tied to what I'm doing as well, where I started off being pretty darn atheist. Um, But through this project, each, you know, roadblock I've hit that I've overcome, I've just like experienced a lot of self growth from, and it's oftentimes, oftentimes I'm like confronted with something I'm scared of or something, you know, that brings a fear that I need to, you know, deal with in order to, you know surpass it and this i think or maybe maybe spiritual isn't the right word but this this whole thing has become like an exploration of self and like an exploration of an artistic side of myself that i didn't even know existed i suppose
0: it was locked up in that cubicle in your it was in that, locked
1: up in the cubicle
0: yeah and now you're just finally setting it free and you're discovering you're discovering it i guess yeah
1: yeah yeah I'm, I'm not building a banjo company. I'm building myself.
0: You are the banjo.
1: <laughs> I am the banjo. <gasps>
0: yeah, I'll, I'll tell you
1: what I think about that all the time.
0: Dun, 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 so like, uh, is,
1: is this banjo is just a metaphor for my
0: life? I mean, probably, probably but that's okay. <laughs> Everything's a metaphor for something at some point.
1: That's so deep.
0: Whoa, yeah.
1: Well, I do mean that I know that sounded sarcastic but that is deep everything is a metaphor for something at some point because I truly believe that I'm with you yeah I, I mean, believe yeah, in. yeah I believe in signs and uh what's the what's the word synchronicities synchronicities are little metaphors
0: that pop up in your life
1: yeah okay
0: I feel I've heard that word but I guess I've never it's got uh, the definition of it
1: reoccurring themes i suppose maybe is uh a synchronicity might be that makes sense have you ever heard of angel numbers that's an idea of synchronicity um angel numbers are like uh for in the spiritual community numbers that you see that have you know meanings from your guardian angels like or something like that and this is not my forte um but a synchronicity would be like Oh, I keep seeing the number thirty three everywhere. You know? Okay. So at the point when you find when like you see the third th- thirty three, you're like, "That's a synchronicity." Let me look up what that means. And like some people believe that, you know, they're getting messages from the beyond. Oh. Are, you know, telling them how to yeah what what they should be doing, or a synchronicity might be. Yeah, you know, I don't know. This the, again, not my school of thought.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I get the, I get the, uh, the, I guess the idea behind it that I, I, I I don't, I guess I don't personally haven't personally um, experienced something like that, but I'm always open to that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah. It's a matter of like, if you were to look at the situation we talked about about running into what's her name, Annie. Um, Is that wrong?
0: Uh, Yeah, no, you're right. Annie and John. Yeah.
1: Annie and John and like you having a podcast, having all these mutual friends you know, like if you were to believe like, you know, all those, those would be synchronicities. Like, oh, we were meant to like get on, you know, a Zoom call and have a conversation and become friends.
0: Yeah. It was, yeah, all the little, all the things kind of added up to fall together.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. I think that's what that means
0: i don't know <laughs> yeah, let's just, we're uh we don't claim to be experts on any any specific subject <laughs> no. on just a podcast so <laughs> mm-hmm. i mean if people think if they think we're wrong they know our phone number they can tell us and let us know what we said was wrong
1: my phone number is 844-321-bnjo okay. and I,
0: yeah and call him uh what's that again a- four, a four, four,
1: three, two, one B N J O. That's two six five six.
0: Two six five six. You guys call that. And I am four, one, seven, nine, eight, six, six, four, six, seven. Call both of us and tell us if you think we said something wrong
1: or that just, to, nice. or just
0: to call us, I'm going to call you when I go over at some point. <laughs>
1: yeah, man. It's a, so with that, I, I left that part of the story out, but you know, when I felt like all hope was lost, I, I, uh, made three commercials um, that were supposed to be like cheesy '90s commercials. With in terms, of, <laughs> wait, let me. When I when I realized I needed a partner to build a banjo with, um, and I couldn't find them through traditional means of yeah, like, sourcing someone to work with, I decided I would make some commercials um, and put them up on Instagram and TikTok and YouTube. And I made one that was like the Sarah McLaughlin commercial in the arms of an angel, (laughs) but we did in the arms of a builder, Um, like made up our own song. I worked with my cousin on that one, did like a late night hotline uh, and also did a lawyer commercial. I actually bought a real uh, toll free number that I put onto those commercials (laughs) and put them on Instagram. And that's how I ended up meeting the banjo builder that I'm working with. Now he was the one banjo builder to call and leave a voicemail on that hotline uh, and be like, "Yo, come out to Portland. Let's build this instrument together. And he is, he's an amazing guy. And I'm actually staying at his house right now.
0: I love, I love uh, his anytime he's in the videos. He's, he's really funny.
1: He is man. Yeah. uh, I feel good being here. Like I think I've provided him an outlet to be a very goofy Quirky per like himself he's like yeah. i don't i don't think he any banjo builder just kind of gets stuck in their cave making instruments all day <laughs> so, <laughs> uh having me with a camera around lets him just kind of explore that creative goofy side of himself that he doesn't get to explore when he's just you know making instruments all day
0: yeah it's it's like annie when she goes and records uh john in his workshop it's like he's so, you know sitting there in his in his workshop and so it's like you know you're you i guess you're his annie i'm his
1: annie i was just thinking that oh i
0: um, love that wait, hon- can,
1: yeah I, actually I, I i never get this opportunity so i'd like to ask you um yeah. of what i've put out there on my tiktok like what are the types of videos you enjoy most like that you might actually sit there <laughs>
0: I mean, I watch all of your videos all the way through Whoa. Uh,
1: thank you yeah
0: i there I I try to like any of the people that I'm supporting because I know the how the algorithm works, so I always like i I like it I always watch every video all the way through, and if I can if like, if I'm thinking about it, I'll comment. I'm really bad about commenting on stuff. And so, uh, so I'm like, I've gotten to the habit where I'm like, just comment like three smiley faces and that like, it's, <laughs> it, it's, it's just, nothing. it's something. Yeah. It's, it's, it's something. Sometimes like they might not, it might seem like it's just like that. Oh, here's a passing smiley face, but it's like, it, it helps kind of promote it. So yeah, I mean, I don't, I mean, I, I don't, I like. I like I like I like when you guys are at the workshop and stuff and seeing the process of how things going and how things are like you know like the 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 machines you use and all that kind of stuff.
1: Do you prefer the actual educational videos or the ones
0: where we're just goofing around? I like both. I like both.
1: Oh, that's wonderful. Thank you. That's yeah. great to hear.
0: Cause okay. you know, cause you get, yeah. I mean, you, there's, you want you others. Cause I do like, I'm, I'm interested in the process of it, but I also do like to have a little, you know, that little side of brevity to it where it's like a little goofiness as well. So it's like, I don't know, both gives you a good balance.
1: That's good to hear. I'm just, yeah. I'm very in my head about all of this is I'm sure everyone is, that's making content. It's like, how do I give the people what they want?
0: You know, you know you have you gone to the creator tools on TikTok yeah. to saw that to see like the all that like the whatever it shows you the I guess the information Average on. Your, watch yeah, time yeah, that's and, what it is. Yeah, kind of I stuff. do that
1: stuff all the time. Actually that's a good point though. I should actually categorize it and be like, This is the goofy stuff, serious stuff, and uh or maybe even just make a video asking like, Hey.
0: Yeah. <laughs> never, what do you guys want? It, it never hurts to ask. I mean, yeah. I, I, I feel like I get getting the same thing where I'm like, I never know what to put out. So I just like somebody, what was it? One of my friends, she, on that app, she puts out like one video a week and it gets like, uh, you know, like 5,000, 10,000 views. And it's, it's, it's amazing. And I'm like, you're, you have quantity and I, or quality. And oh. I'm over here with just like quantity. I'm just like stabbing people's pages with just the goofy <laughs> dumb shit that me and I'm in my backyard I'm in my bedroom, just like, I don't even like, I'm just, just whatever pops into my brain. And it's like, I'm just going to give you guys all the crap that I have.
1: I love it. I do love your feed. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't need to be like, that was the hardest thing for me was doing what you're doing. But I think it's necessary to just like go with whatever your gut feeling is and just make something that you like, like, I don't know. I've overanalyzed videos for so long um and more recently i've taken inspiration just to you know if if you got a good idea just run with it
0: yeah it, it worse it worse comes to worse if it you feel like you put it out there and you don't like it you can always stick it down but it's, i don't know yeah what
1: was i thinking oh about like you know just just asking sometimes that's the best way to 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 make movement I, uh, this is such a stupid little fanboy story, but I realized that the other day because I just I had like four thousand nine hundred ninety eight followers, so I asked, um, "Do you know the guy, the Bean Wizard?"
0: Uh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I
1: just of course, I just, he's my favorite TikToker, him and his wife. So I just posted on one of their videos, being like, "I need my five thousandth follower, will you?" And they got back to me. They were like, "Hell yeah!"
0: Oh, that's amazing.
1: Yeah. So it's like sometimes it is just as simple as asking.
0: Yeah. Like and this is uh, I mean not, I guess not a similar story. So I used to have before just Jeff. I used to be on another podcast called Dale Podcast, and uh, it, there's it's still going on right now, but with the a few it's with the other guys, I left for reasons I won't go into. Uh, to start my own thing, I I uh, Justin Timberlake it and you know left in sync, and bye, so bye <laughs> bye, bye bye exactly. Is that right or yep. is that back? Yeah,
1: boys. All right, all right.
0: God, oh, God! I forgot my train of thought. What were we just talking about?
1: You were talking about that podcast you're a part of, and you buy buy, buy, it, and it had something to do with just ask you know oh yeah,
0: and so um since I started my own uh podcast i've gotten you know I've gotten tons of people on like tons of interesting people. And they've basically centered on just the three of them. And, you know, they just between the three of them. They, if you knew them, they just argue. I love the guys. I love you guys. If you're listening to this, but they just argue with each other. And they're like, one of of my buddies is like, what do you like? How do you get all these people? And I'm like, you just ask, literally just ask if some, like, if you want to have somebody on the worst that's going to happen is they're going to ignore you. They're going to say no. But if you ask they could say yes. It like it, just reaching out the, is this, this the smallest step is makes the big, biggest difference.
1: Absolutely. That, so, sorry, list, that was list, my, yeah. No, that that's, <laughs> that's amazing. And it's so overlooked. Um, I overlook and Everyone overlooks that, you know, sometimes we conflate problems in our lives and like sometimes the hardest thing to do is just ask for support. Yeah. Yeah. It,
0: it's crazy. To, yeah. It, it it yeah, exactly. Some people they I don't know. I guess we've been conditioned to be afraid to ask. That was weird. Sorry, my Zoom just like jumped out and then jumped me back in for some reason. Okay. Can you hear me now?
1: Do we need to start the entire podcast over? No, no, not at all. Not at you. all.
0: Sorry, it's just the Zoom just like jump, popped me out for some reason and popped me back in. No, it it's still it's still recorded all. It's still good. Yeah, everything's still been recorded.
1: I was going to say I, I do much better on my second attempt. So I was like, please say yes, please <laughs> yes, say here
0: yes. here we go. We're, we're warmed <laughs> up. We're ready to go.
1: <laughs> Let's not dive into any of the crazy shit I said. Let's make it succinct. I'm going to look like a crazy person they know i'm a crazy that, person
0: though. so it's okay
1: you gotta be you gotta be to do anything fucking brave in this world anything, right
0: anything interesting or brave yeah exactly do you yeah. want to do you want to hear a fun Maybe uh news story I that i i was kind of that i want i was going to talk about do you want to hear a fun yes. news story so uh i'll just tell you so i was reading about it woman on reddit nice, she uh she adopted this cat during the pandemic and the cat had come from a home that was like basically tortured it to the point of it almost like torturing it to death basically this it was a You're horrible right. this
1: this is a fun
0: story just bear with me <laughs> the woman rescued this cat from this con- from these terrible conditions and you know was like i'm going to take on this this uh, journey of trying to bring this cat back. And so she brought the cat to her house and the cat was timid, hiding all the time, wouldn't eat, wouldn't drink. And she had it for about three days. And it was like, you know, just like was hiding would jet back and forth between the couch and the table and the bed. And she was just worried. She was you know, concerned. And then one day she was doing chores and decided to put on Shrek. And when she put on Shrek, the cat came out and laid on the ground in front of the TV and stretched and started cleaning itself. And then, went and drank water and ate food and cleaned itself and was just like, Oh, perfect. And then the movie movie turned off and the cat left and she was like, okay, (laughs) like that's weird. So she, you know, put on, put on Shrek again. And the cat came out again, like later on. And it was like, okay, so clearly the cat likes Shrek. And so she tried it with like, uh, like putting on, like the Shrek soundtrack and no, like sh- the cat wanted to watch the movie Shrek. Like it didn't like the soundtrack that she tried with like other like Shrek movies, Eddie Murphy I movies, Mike Myers movies, <laughs> nothing. The cat only liked Shrek. And so Shrek she was one. like, the first Shrek. Yeah. As soon as she said, as soon as all stars started playing for smash mouth, <laughs> the cat started walking out. And so she's like, I'm watching the cat watching Shrek minimum three times a day. It's it's driving me bonkers. I don't like, I can't do this. It's too much Shrek. But if I feel like if I stop the cat will die. And so what she, <laughs> what she ended up doing, she ended up taking her, her uh, home office and moving all the stuff into the, to the other room. And she turned her, that into uh i'm just gonna call it what it is a shrek shrine for her cat a shrek, shrine, a Sh- a shrek room and so she got a tv which is in a dvd player that's continuously playing shrek now uh, she got a cardboard cutout out of shrek and donkey she got uh like shrek pillowcases to put on the pillows in the cat's room she got shrek cards that when you open they say like get out my swamp you know stuff like that just like <laughs> filled this room with shrek things and so she's like the cat now will go in the room. Have Shrek day, Shrek time for like two or three hours, come out, explore, eat, be, you know, nice with me. And when, when the cat feels overwhelmed, she'll go right back into a Shrek room and she'll just like go watch Shrek that's continuously playing 24 seven. And she's, and then she's like, I'm afraid at this point when I have guests coming over, because, you know, this is during the pandemic, she's like, when I finally have guests come over, I'm going to explain that my cat has a Shrek room <laughs> in my house.
1: Dude, if the if uh, where first off, what news channel are you watching? Because I want to watch that channel.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This is a Reddit news story.
1: Okay, Reddit news story. Okay, listen up: CNBC, CNN, ABC News. If those were the types of stories you guys covered, you'd have a chance. I would, (laughs) for my I would tune in. (laughs) I don't read the news, but I love that story. That is so beautiful. Also, I feel like there are a lot of
0: people that would take that lifestyle. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, my, my wife found, uh, I found this hilarious because she knows how much I love Shrek. I actually have a Shrek cup just right no, up there. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm going to get it real quick. Well, let's see it. It's a great movie.
1: There you go. That cat's living your perfect life, your dream life.
0: It's, uh, it's one a of those. It, uh, Is it a and- Russian doll? And then, no, it's, and then you put the straw through his head.
1: Nice. Where'd you get that?
0: Uh, the thrift store. No way.
1: Goodbye. Uh,
0: yeah. I was like, I, I it became like one of those things where me and my buddies would joke about Shrek and then it just, I don't know. It just became like a, just a fascination with him at that point. And like, yeah. like we talk about, we used to talk about the donkeys, the, the, the dragon donkey babies, like mm-hmm. the, the weirdness of dragon and donkey and their relationship. And i'll tell you what
1: unfortunately shrek was ruined for me a long time ago (laughs) i it must have been like a decade ago Dude, how old was i i I was i think like 18 or something over a decade ago i saw this video called shrek is love does that ring a bell to you at all That, that sounds vaguely familiar yeah oh man how do I put this delicately? I don't, um, don't put it, put it as plain as day. It stemmed from a Reddit post where someone wrote a fan fiction about Shrek coming into their room at night, um, and essentially having sex with them. Um, and then someone animated the story,
0: i i remember this
1: yeah and i saw that at. A very I, ha- I had it blocked out of my brain until now <laughs> i saw that at like 18 at a party and i haven't been able to think about shrek
0: the same <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna turn him away from me now <laughs> turn him away from me yeah you're so shameful get out of here <laughs> no
1: it is a hysterical video um <laughs> but i
0: can't get it we'll link it guys don't worry
1: yeah you should yeah uh people people will know what i'm talking about shrek is love shrek is love guys thanks for being on of course man this is is that a great way to end i think
0: i think that's a perfect uh (laughs) and uh i mean uh, do you want to obviously you have your uh your your that phone number we said to we'll Walter let you say again and then yeah, promote your stuff just like
1: yeah just uh, follow me on TikTok building a banjo company um and uh in the next week or two I, it was supposed to be tomorrow but we're pushing back I'll unveil my banjo Ooh. um and I hope it's as wonderful as I've dreamt it to be and if it's not that then I'll be on to the next thing I don't know um but yeah follow building a banjo company to See what happens next.
0: Are you on Instagram too? Building a band I company? am. Yeah, I am. Go follow him it's on a, that too.
1: Yeah, I would appreciate that. Well, thank you so much, man Um is uh is really for me a hard thing to do, tell my tell my story for some reason, but you make a
0: very easy
1: atmosphere for
0: it. So oh, thank you. Yeah, I I I it. hear that uh a lot and I don't I don't take compliments. Uh I have a weird thing about taking compliments, but I appreciate the sentiment. <laughs>
1: imposter syndrome a little bit or something maybe i don't know
0: what it is i don't i feel weird when people give me compliments and so i just brush it off you yeah know?
1: I've, I've worked on that i'm me too man i like i used to not believe it at all like i had such doubt and bad self-esteem that if someone told me something nice about myself i'd be like well they're just saying that to make me feel better
0: yeah they're just uh, saying that to my face but they think something else you know internally
1: yeah but in the past you know since i started this project i've really worked on my self-esteem and like oh yeah i think there's a case to be made just love yourself more man and yeah <laughs> know that when know that most people are being sincere when oh, they tell, tell you good things so okay
0: I thank you and and you're doing and i'm loving your, your you and your journey with the banjo and thank your you. life your journey with your life
1: <laughs> <laughs> it really is that Yeah, tune in uh, next week when I'll be eating cat food out of my car. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm out of money and I don't know what's next.
0: He'll have have a, a new banjo and a whole trunk full of cat food.
1: Yes, yeah, I'm taking donations of cat food um <laughs> it's gonna get interesting in the next season um but yeah thank you so much i really yeah. appreciate it jeff and uh, yeah thanks yeah. for being on let's keep in touch
0: for sure oh well guys thanks for listening to this episode um uh this has been just jeff whereas they used to call me in high school uh fiddler on the roof um thanks for listening say goodbye to everybody goodbye everybody they can't see us but they can hear us did um, i say goodbye I, i'm waving you did say goodbye but i'm saying goodbye this is i already just say goodbye before i end it
1: goodbye
0: goodbye there we go and then that's it yeah